And welcome to another episode of the Double Drug Podcast. I'm your host, DS. And I'm going to get right to it because there are some games that could be going on right here in a, another 40 some odd minutes. And I want to get to all this NBA action during playoff season, which has been very entertaining. And just like the NCAA tournament, the NBA playoffs is so much parody because there is no one dominant team in either conference you see the Milwaukee Bucks are down three games to one you see the Memphis Grizzlies are down three games to one the Golden State Warriors and Sacramento Kings are tied two games apiece the only disparity so far has been the Philadelphia 76ers sweeping the Brooklyn Nets four games to zero that's the only only miss, uh, matchup that we had so far in this postseason well, I should say there's another one. I'm going to get to that right now. The Phoenix Suns are on the verge of eliminating the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, t- tonight, uh, Kawhi Leonard again is out for game five due to a knee strain that he suffered between the end of game two to sometime he landed back home in sunset. Beautiful skies, beautiful water in Southern California. And he's beginning a lot of negativity coming this way from everywhere. Everybody is over here, not me, but when you listen to uh, Sports Talk Radio, when you listen to Fox Sports, ESPN, whoever sports show that you listen to, he is getting assassinated. His character. And his injury history. And I think that's wrong. And for first of all, let's keep this in mind. Kawhi Leonard is a warrior. Kawhi Leonard, when he is healthy, I repeat, when he is healthy, he is one of the best players in the NBA, a superstar, box office, you name it. That's who he is, that guy. He's a quiet assassin. He doesn't say much. He doesn't talk. You don't know how he feels. You don't know where he's coming from. He, he doesn't talk at all. I mean, he, he's the type of guy that he keeps to himself. He doesn't bother nobody. But he is the type of guy that has a lot of demands. He is the type of guy that is very needy. He needs a lot to get him to play basketball because that's how bad his knee is. But during this time, I want to go back to how this all started with Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi Leonard is a self-made superstar. Self-made. He didn't come out of San Diego State as a hyped-up prospect. All right, but he When he came out of San Diego State, he's one of those guys where if he's in the right situation with the right coach, he got the skill set. If he can somehow put it together, he would be a star. But have you ever thought that Kawhi Leonard would be a superstar? No, but we're going to go back because I want to touch on Kawhi Leonard's history of injuries and bring it back to current. So this all started, well, let let, let me rewind that part back because uh, Kawhi Leonard came out in 2011 as the uh, 15th pick NBA draft. He drafted by Indiana Pacers. 
And just imagine back then if he was able to team up with Paul George back then and the improvements that he made to his game, not on, on the defensive end, but the offensive end came a little later. Just imagine him and Paul George or the Indiana Pacers back then. They might have won a championship. They might have won a championship. I'm just throwing that out there. Kawhi Leonard was the 15th pick in the 2008 NBA draft. He was traded on draft night um, by the Indiana Pacers to the San Antonio Spurs for George Hill. The Spurs got the better in that trade, by the way. Through his career, early on in his career, he's been he always been healthy. You know, he led the Spurs, helped the Spurs to win two championships. Uh, no, excuse me, two final appearances. Won one championship with the Spurs. He was a finals MVP with the San Antonio Spurs. Especially that one of the best games I've ever seen Quality play defense was against the uh, Miami Heat, led by LeBron James, D Wade, and Chris Bosch. But to me, his finest work that I ever seen Kawhi done early in his career was when he didn't have Tim Duncan, when he didn't have Tony, when Tony Parker was on the downside, when Manu Ginobili wasn't. I don't think Manu was even there anymore. Um. No, excuse me, Tony Parker wasn't there either. But I think Tony Parker came about the following year. Kawhi Leonard was balling. All right, we talking about a guy who was the 15th pick who made himself, at that time you can see that he was becoming a superstar player. He led the San Antonio Spurs to the Western Conference Finals against the Golden State Warriors. And that was back in 2017. And during that game, game one, he dominated. He dominated. Until he got hurt by Zaza Pachuga. Kuala hurt his ankle for the second time in that game. Kuala landed Pachuga's foot, rolled his ankle for the second time in a matter of minutes, and did not play again during that series. So that, that Western Conference Final because of an ankle injury, he was out. At that time, go uh going to state were losing to the Spurs. They were actually down by 21 points with eight minutes left in that game. And they went on this big run. Um, I should say, excuse me, not in the game. It was eight minutes left in the third quarter. They won the big run. Game over, series over, done with. You can basically say that was an utter disaster for both Lynn and the Spurs. It actually is a campaign for the ages when you consider the NBA landscape has changed because of that. Because of that injury, we could have sit here and say that the San Antonio Spurs will probably beat Golden State in 2017 and probably the one the NBA championship. You can make that case for because of that injury, me personally, I, that's what started the, uh, the Golden State Warrior dynasty. Because if Kawhi Leonard would never got hurt, never went down with that ankle injury and missed the entire series. The San Antonio Spurs were probably would have beaten the Golden State Warriors because the way they were playing defense, the way Kawhi Leonard was balling because they couldn't guard him, um, he was unstoppable uh, during that game one. I mean, you can make a case for that. And, and again, you no, know, that changed history. That changed the landscape of basketball. I mean, if the Spurs would have beaten 
the Golden State Warriors, the Golden State Warriors right now would have been sitting here as a three-time champion. That's the true facts. Those are true facts. Kawhi Leonard eventually became 100% during the summer after he rest that ankle. Um, got some stuff done. But what happened after that is what we're dealing with right now. And that is, during that time, he had a quadricep injury that was not getting better. And because of that, he missed the first 27 games of the 2017-18 season, rehabbing that ailment before making his season debut on December 12, 2017 against the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Leonard played based almost 16 minutes and you know he he played okay shot 50% I think he had somewhere between 13 and 15 points but the injury no it didn't it didn't heal it didn't get better and we if you go back and read the, the articles or listen to uh, the recordings you know that Kawhi Leonard that that injury bothered him it lingered throughout the season he had a confrontation with the Spurs medical staff because they felt that they weren't treating him right. But the medical staff felt that you no know, Kawhi Leonard is injurious. You know, he's good to go. Like he's good. And during that time, he was getting criticized by Tony Parker about, you know, hey, you know, I had a thigh injury. I got treated by the staff. I was 100 percent but the one thing that I think a lot of us had to remember who especially a lot of us who are out here criticizing Kawhi Leonard is that Kawhi Leonard knows his body better than anybody he know how he how he feels so if he felt that his injury that his body to his quadricep was not getting better I think that's something that at that time nobody was listening to the Spurs organization and because of that he missed more games and also because of that it created a rift between Kawhi, Pops, Tony Parker, the organization. That's why he wanted out. That's why he left. That's why he, he he didn't leave San Antonio because he didn't like playing for the Spurs. He left San Antonio because of that rift about his injury, and he flat out just did not trust him anymore. And that's one thing as a player that's important that if you don't trust the medical staff for treating you, then you're not going to want to be there and you're not going to trust the organization anymore because now you think, well, they don't have my best interest. They just want me back on the court. They don't, they're not looking after me. They don't care about my health. They don't care about my injury. They just want me to basically duct tape this quadricep, go out there and play ball because they're paying me. And you lose trust like that, especially with a guy like Kawhi Leonard who has, who is, who's not a confrontational guy. He's a quiet guy. But when he speaks, he speaks volume. When he asked for a trade demand, the Spurs didn't go through with it right away. But eventually they did because they traded him to Toronto. And and their mind thinking was, if you want to go back home, then you got to take another route. <laughs> okay. So that's what he did. He was traded to Toronto. And when he played with the Toronto Raptors, he led... I mean, he led him to a championship, but before he did that, the, the one thing when he's in Toronto was 
was that he was healthy enough to play. That he was healthy enough to play in the playoffs. He was healthy enough to play. Um, gosh, I don't, I, can, I don't have the number right now. But he played majority of that regular season. He... He he did he played majority of that regular season. Now Kawhi during that time between the Spurs and we with uh, Toronto, I can't forget that he was low managed. All right, so when I say he played majority of the games, he did, but he also didn't play in a lot of games because low man because his quadricep injury was a legit injury, and I'm gonna get to that. Um, down the road here um that was a legit injury but you know during that 2019 season he balled out he was able to redeem himself against the Golden State Warriors and he won the championship beat them in six games he was finals MVP he was the king of Canada but the one thing about Kawhi Leonard is that Kawhi Leonard was going to go home. So during that time, he left uh, Toronto Raptors. He went to the sign of the LA Clippers. And ever since he's been the Los Angeles Clipper, Kawhi Leonard has been low management a lot. So what I mean by that is he he only played, I think, what, max 55, 60 games. He didn't play back-to-back games. Uh, there were games where there was a long East Coast trip. He didn't play in. You can make an argument that Kawhi Leonard has been taken care of, pampered, spoiled by the LA Clippers, and rightfully so because he has legit injury. His quadrant is legit. And to this day, he's still dealing with it. That's 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 where we at right now. And then they traded for Paul George. Paul George joins the crew. And this expectation of the Los Angeles Clippers being one of the best teams in the Western Conference on paper, it, it they, they are. They are. Kawhi Leonard uh, missed, I want to say, was it the 2000? He missed all last season from AC because he hurt it towards ACL back in 20, uh, I want to say 21. He tore his uh, ACL in the in the postseason. He missed all of 21-22 season, recovering from the ACL. He comes back this year, and still, you know, he's being low management. Uh, Kawhi Leonard um, has has been. He didn't play a lot of games because you know when you tear your ACL injury, there are other elements that you know that's gonna bother you, like a knee, your quadricep. Your ankle, you know things, you no know, parts of the parts of your leg that's gonna bother you. Um, so he didn't play a lot of back-to-back games. As a matter of fact, it wasn't back-to-back games he didn't play in. Kawhi Leonard, I think he only played in 52, 53 games this season. Um, I want to say that back in 2019, 2020 season, he only played in 51. And the, the, the most healthier time that Kawhi Leonard has been was in the bubble. He won the championship in Toronto and before the injury with the Spurs, before that 2017 injury with his ankle. 
So before I continue, I want to play a clip from Stephen A. Smith on uh, first take where he found out that Kawhi Leonard was going to miss game three of the uh, NBA playoffs against Phoenix Suns. I'm going to play this clip. I want you guys to take a listen. Uh, not only was Paul George out, um, I asked the question, are we sure that Kawhi is going to be available? If you recall, Big Perk, that's exactly what I said to you. And if you remember in 2019, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard played all 24 postseason games for the Toronto Raptors. Since that time, Kawhi Leonard has played 26 total playoff games for the Clippers. I want to say something and put Kirk, Big Perk on the screen because I want to see him when I say this. I don't know how many people are going to say this, Big Perk, but I'm going to say it. Kawhi Leonard should be on the list of one of the worst superstars this game has ever seen. That's right, I said it. Because anybody that watches basketball knows I'm obviously not talking about his skills. We know the brother is big time. We know that as a talent, he's a superstar. One who shows up when he plays, I'm talking about in terms of his performance, performs in the postseason arguably better than he performs in a regular season. He is that dude. But when you talk about a superstar that is unreliable, I want somebody to point me out somebody more flagrant than him. You know, you're load managing him all through the season. All through the season. He takes every perk imaginable. We ain't got to even debate all of this. I'm not getting into all of the stuff that he did to get to Los Angeles and what he forced the Clippers to capitulate to in order to acquire him. I'm talking about unreliability. Now, I know Wilbon, my man Wilbon, and I talked about this. We know that the, the injuries are legitimate. They're not fake. We got that. I would never do that to him or any other player, but especially him. We understand the hard work that he puts in trying to get himself ready or whatever. But when you think about his personality, selling the game, promoting the game, promoting the Clippers franchise, being available, being available. I don't know about you, Big Perk. I'm genuinely sad for Ty Lue. Every time I look at Ty Lue and I see Ty Lue's face and I see him looking sad or just looking melancholy or whatever the appropriate word is, the first thought that comes to my mind is, what the hell is wrong with Kawhi Leonard now? Because there's no way he's looking like that if he knows he can rely on Kawhi Leonard, if Kawhi Leonard is available. And to see him in Los Angeles coaching this Clippers franchise, Lawrence Frank, you see that the organization has become first class. Steve Ballmer is one of my favorite people, favorite owners. Uh, it's a damn shame that this man is who they have to rely on because you just can't rely on him. And we know it's because of injuries, but you just can't rely on him. But the other stuff that it takes to, magnif to magnetize folks to your franchise that you could do personality-wise – Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, helping to market the franchise. He does none of that. Mm -hmm. He just shows up to work. He does his job. He goes back to business when he shows up to work, which, as Molly highlighted at the start of this discussion, isn't often. One of the worst superstars to have that I have ever seen in sports. It truly is to me. Floor is yours. <clears throat> well, let me say this. 
the Phoenix Suns are lucky as hell, all right, because with Kawhi, they were going to lose this series. They're going to win this series, and they're going to go on to play the Denver Nuggets. We'll get into that to a later date. But I want to piggyback off of what you said. When it comes down to people that's, like, one of the most stressed out people in the world, you know, it's a person that actually have to take care of a, a person that has dementia or Alzheimer's. I went through it with my grandfather, right? Okay. And then, you know, the next person that's right after that is Ty Lue. It's Ty Lue. That brother is deflated. He's defeated. And it's not just Kawhi Leonard, it's Paul George as well. Because here's the thing, right? It's one thing about the ACL injury, right? And tearing your ACL injury. But a knee strain, that's pain tolerance. When you come down to your ankles, that's pain tolerance. Can you go? Can you go get a shot and get out there on the floor and compete? It's postseason time. Do you actually want to go? Nobody is 100%. This mm -hmm. is not something that I'm – I'm, I'm guessing, Stephen A., mm. this is something that I went through. Okay. I, I went through a whole run of going to the NBA Finals with the Oklahoma City Thunder with my whole groin, my right groin missing. Missing. Mm -hmm. I should have had surgery. But if you want to be out there, that's the thing. And so when I look at this situation, you know why Ty Lue looked defeated? Because it's a damn shame when you get a phone call the morning of the morning of the morning game, of. and say, oh, Kawhi's not playing. Or oh, it's a damn shame knowing that you play on Saturday at 12.30 West Coast time, and it's not going to be that much of a difference. He might not He's play probably, that. He might not play that. So if you T. Lou, you didn't sign up for this. You haven't had both of your superstars play together for you in the postseason forever. And one could say, do, do because of injury. They have underachieved as a franchise. So here's my resolution of this. If I'm Steve Ballmer and I'm Lawrence Frank and I'm going into this offseason, how much longer am I going to deal with this whole, whatever you want to call it, with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George? Going well, into every go, hold on, going into every season uncertain. Yeah. Uncertain about yeah. these guys. Yeah. I need some superstars that's going to carry my franchise that's going to be reliable. Mm -hmm. Reliable. Well, I distinguish a difference between Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and I'm going to tell you why. A couple of reasons. One is what Kawhi got the Clippers to sacrifice in order to get Paul George there with him. Right. That's number one. Number two, we saw the injury take place with Paul George. We saw how he came down. We questioned whether or not he was going to be available at all for the rest of the season before he got examined. The difference between Paul George and Kawhi Leonard is that Paul George has had injuries that have been sustained right in front of our face. And either mm -hmm. he's ready to come back or he's not. With Kawhi Leonard, you're looking at him and like, he, he, he just dropped 38. He fine. And then after the game, you hear, well, you know, something happened. What do you mean what's happened? We just saw him. He was balling. What are you talking about? And then after that, okay, he shows up the next game, and he's in street clothes. But then two days later, oh, well, he could go today. And not to mention the fact that you know they let him do when, what he, whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do it. And that's been the case since he's arrived. 
And so when you look at it from that perspective, if we with the human eye can see, wow, that happened to that guy. We hope he's okay. But when he comes back, all we're wondering about is, okay, is Paul George, uh, is he going to get hurt again? But that's it. When we see the injuries take place, we're not questioning it. With Kawhi, right. you literally walk into every game. Well, is he not going to play tonight? And he's sitting on the bench. He's chilling in the street clothes and all of this other stuff. And he's not playing this night. But two nights later, he's ready. Two nights after that, he's not ready. This night, he's ready. Oh, he might not want to travel on this road trip, but he might want to travel on that road trip. Those kind of things combined with the absence of a personality to promote and market his team and mm. the sport, considering all he asks for and demands is what makes it what makes it pathetic. He is the worst superstar that you could possibly have, in my opinion, because he's not all he's not available at least half the time, and he does absolutely positively nothing to help market your brand so you can capitalize off of his presence in some way, shape, form, or fashion. That is where I stand with Kawhi and, Leonard. And that's, a, and that's exactly why I asked you, and I'm not saying that <clears throat> Paul George injuries wasn't legit or, I know. or aren't legit. What I'm asking is, if you're Steve Ballmer and Lawrence Frank, how long are you going to continue to put up with this? It's going on Ty five Lou. years. Yeah, it's, they can't blame Ty Lue. Ty Lue, we got to understand, Ty Lue has every justification to look utterly depressed. There should be no more depressed coach in the NBA. Nick Nurse, God bless him, just got fired by Toronto. I promise you he's happier than Ty Lue. He's happier than Ty Lue and he ain't even in the, play, in the damn playoffs mm -hmm. because it's miserable coaching a team and, you, and, 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 and your superstar is somebody you can't rely upon, you can't trust, and, and I, I, I just don't know what else to say. I, I would never want a superstar like that. And he is a superstar. But I wouldn't want him. I wouldn't want him. No. Thanks for watching ESPN on YouTube. For live streaming sports and premium content, subscribe to ESPN+. Plus. So, what I'm going to take from that before I get to my next, uh, next clip and my other points I want to say this. I don't think Kawhi Leonard is the worst superstar in history. I think he's the most unluckiest superstar in NBA history because due to his injuries. I mean, if like I said, like I don't think any any other superstar other than Kawhi, you would think why this happened to him. Everybody gets banged up. Everybody gets hurt during this time of year. Everybody gets hurt. Little nicks and nicks and bits. Um, little pain here and there during regular season. But Kawhi's a little different. It, it's like, man, this guy be the most unluckiest guy in NBA history as a superstar. Because he's always hurt. He's never healthy. And you got the Clipper organization as a whole. They gotta be one of the most unluckiest teams in NBA history because they had two superstars who are not available. But I'm gonna get to this next clip. And this next clip is basically gonna talk about Stephen A. Smith again talking about he think Kawhi Leonard should retire. So I want you to hear this. In the case of Kawhi Leonard, I stand alone probably on this, but I don't care. I think the man should retire. I'm sick of these injuries to Kawhi Leonard. I'm not questioning the legitimacy of them in any way, but my God, 
Him and Paul George have played a grand total of about 22% of their games together. You got Kawhi, who's religiously unavailable, okay? And then the flip side to it all is that it doesn't matter. It's like... It's, it's not even injuries that take place before all of us. This guy dropped 38 points one game, 31 points another, and walk off the court, looks absolutely fine, and then Ty Lue wakes up the next morning and finds out he can't go today. And now he can't go for a game four after missing all the last season and everything else. It's just, I, I mean, I'm just speaking for the city of L.A. I'm telling you. This is how a lot of people feel. It's just the latest, man. It's a damn shame. Certainly is frustrating uh, in that case. Uh, Jalen, how about it? The two significant injuries here. Well, the one thing about Kawhi, and I've followed him since he was in high school. We both played for Steve Fisher, and he went to San Diego State. And the one thing I'll say about him is if you saw him and he wasn't playing basketball, he'd be walking like an elderly man. I talked about that earlier in the year on this show. Like, he truly has some issues with his knees. This is what led to him leaving San Antonio when he felt like they misdiagnosed him. That's what ultimately made them divorce. And so for him, a three-time champion, uh, a, a couple of finals MVPs, a guy that led Toronto to their only championship, there's low management and there's a guy that's actually hurt. Look back at the tape last year in the playoffs. He out there limping. In game two, I literally was texting his coach. Like, Kawhi's out there limping. He like, I don't know if he gonna finish this game. Yeah. It was to me like watching a boxer go a 15-round fight and finish the fight via knockout. So I wasn't truly surprised that he didn't play in the next game. Thank you for watching ESPN on YouTube. For live streaming sports and premium content, subscribe to ESPN+. Okay, so... My point with this is I don't quite don't need to retire. I mean, to me, that's asinine to even come out and say that I think Kawhi should retire. And I got a lot of respect for Stephen A. Smith. I know he's not a hater of Kawhi Leonard. I know he respects his game. He respects the man that he is. He does make valid points. But this one, I just think he's just far gone. I mean, come on. Retire, please. I mean... You know, for Kawhi to just hang him up right now, I think that would question more about his desire, more about does he love this game compared to uh, Kawhi going to be retired due to injuries. That's not even his character. If you know Kawhi Leonard, he's not going to walk away from this game. All right? And we're going to play this clip from Jay Will, uh, Max, and Keyshawn, their show in the morning. So I want you to take a listen to this. Last time, Paul George and Kawhi... Mm -hmm. Played in a playoff game together. So tomorrow will be their, the next playoff game for the Clippers. It'll be, this can't be, 676 days <laughs> since those two played in a playoff game oh. together. Kawhi signs with the Clippers. He makes them trade everything they'll ever have Do for you remember Paul that? George. I remember doing, we did a whole special on Get Up when he signed with, it was yep. like, Remember the plane? Like he was on the on the PJ flying into LA, meeting with everybody. It was like the it, reigning finals MVP. It, it was the most insane thing the way we covered it. I felt like I we turned into TMZ. That's what, what we did it, around uh, it. What was the what was the big uh, advertising billboard that they took out? Was I think that was New, ba it it was New Balance. It was New Balance, right? New yeah. Balance. New Balance yeah. took out this. It's our, LA now. Now. it's our city now. It's our city now or something like that. How about that? the commercial he had with the keys and everything? And there was a king. There was like a crown attached to the key. He was trolling LeBron basically in an ad. 
And, it, and don't forget, LeBron tried to recruit him to the Lakers, but he was going to the Clippers instead. On paper, when you say Clippers going to clip, it's unbelievable. On paper, given what they've just done with the Suns so far, first without Paul George and then without Paul George or Kawhi, if they were healthy, I think they win the championship this year. But how many times do we say that about? You're right. I can't tell you every right. time I hear us talk about Kawhi or Paul George for the last, like, three, four years – if, if they, they were, were healthy. healthy, if they were healthy, that's all. It, it prefaces everything about the Clippers. If they were healthy, they would. If they were healthy, they How would. How long are they saying he's gonna be out, Jay? I, I don't. Key. I didn't even know he was hurt. Me either. Yet alone know how long he'll be out. But like to me, this goes back. Um, guy, Ennis Cantor was talking about something on Twitter. He was talking. Uh, he was doing a podcast with one of the trainers from the Spurs. Uh, back in the day with the Kawhi Leonard situation, it was so interesting because the the trainer, some of the people in the training crew got fired because they kept reporting that, like, yeah, we think Kawhi's okay, but he's telling us he's not okay. And they're like, oh, we're getting you guys out. And then when Kawhi all of a sudden just left and dipped out and went to Toronto and played, like, he's sitting there looking at Greg Popovich and the, the staff in San Antonio, like, I, what do you guys – and One that's thing, always Jay? been a theme that's kind of followed Kawhi. You don't really know what the real is. I'm a big Kawhi Leonard fan. And by the way, it was 24 hours ago. We were sitting here going, man, the way Kawhi looks guarding KD, he might be the best player in this series. But you know my whole thing about that, 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 that you and I uh, argued about on first take when I said he's more clutch than Kobe in his career so far in the playoffs? The fact is, Kobe in the same situation, you know what would happen. He would play. He would play. And then, by the way, he'd probably miss a lot of tough shots late in the game because he'd be hurt, but he'd be playing. And that's probably one of the reasons his stats in, in crunch time aren't what Kawhi – like Kawhi, I'm not questioning his toughness or stuff like that. Not questioning his love for the game at all. Not either. questioning that, but, but I am giving extra credit to guys like Kobe who are performing at a level and then no excuses like Kobe – He'd have to be – the limb would have to be falling off for him to come out of the game. Can you know the question I didn't hear anybody ask, Ty Lue or Russell Westbrook? I want to know when they found out Kawhi couldn't go. I want to know when. I would think it would be late – Late. Uh, wait, so they they played game two when? When was game two? I'm, my days are all – I have Scrabble. no idea what day it is. It's Friday, right? Hold on. So Friday, Wednesday, so I guess. Game two was Tuesday? Was it Tuesday? They played Tuesday. They was played Tuesday? Tuesday? Travel? Yeah, I guess to try. Right, it's travel. So I would think that Wednesday they would Tuesday, know something's wrong with him after the game or that next morning when they go to the facility to get their treatment. But apparently he was hurting already heading into game two. I heard nothing about it. Nothing. And he played through it. And he played great, well, by the way. Worse, probably got worse yeah. as he played in game two because if he was hurt in game one, Played in game two, uh, probably re-injured, whatever it is, got worse, flamed up, come and go to get the treatment, and then realize he couldn't go. But see, this, uh, man, this can is – Can they win this series? It's hard. But like, it, it, it goes back to that load management thing, Key, and like, uh, just before I answer your question, Max, it's like, yo, in order to win a championship, you have to play – you have to win 16 playoff games. It's a two-month grind. So this whole methodology about – well, we're going to load manage and get him ready. It it does a disservice to him, actually, because the way you get him ready is you have to condition your body for the endurance of the two-month grind. And it, it, it's so th this whole style that we're seeing for Kawhi, that's why he gets injured. 
Like when you're playing 38, 39, 40 minutes, you can't <laughs> injured. Whatever the word is, but that's why you get injured. You let it go, huh? Come on, man. Damn, if kid, I would have did that, let it go. go get the clip, run it back next segment, yeah. slow it down. Look at my mouth, read my lips. See, all. <laughs> Matter of fact, Dang. can we clip that and claim it was Key who did it? I haven't yeah. slept. Yeah. yeah, me either. Listen, we're just looking at all kinds of stats. We showed them on ESPN too. They Kawhi and Paul George have played together in twenty-two point seven percent of all Clippers games since they've been on last two seasons, including the playoffs. They've only both played together in. Not even 23% of the Clippers games. Can they win the series if Kawhi gets back, but obviously not Paul George? Can they win the series? They should have. It's possible, yeah. Because if that could happen, I know it's far-fetched, but if they could win the series, then Paul George gets healthy. Who knows? Well, when are you anticipating Paul George coming? Not Paul George. uh, Kawhi Leonard coming back. Let's say he's back for the next game. Then they could maybe tie it up. But can he stay healthy for the rest of the games? That would well, be a question. It doesn't look good based on recent history, that's for sure. Yeah, they could What's, they could certainly they can certainly come out of this thing in, in six or seven. It's a sprained left knee though. I mean, it was sustained during game one. Good thing you don't need that for basketball. But it's like so I mean it'll probably be back for game four. Right? You take a, you take that day, come back. I mean the the thing that makes days. it tough is I think they're going to have, like, if it gets down to the stretch, they're going to have, like, three games in a span of, like, five, six days. It's going to be quick turnarounds towards the latter part of this stretch with the, the Clippers and Suns series. Let me ask you this. The Brooklyn team, tough one. the Brooklyn super-duper team with KD and, and, and Kyrie and Harden was not nearly this deep as the Clippers, right? Because they had to move everything to get those guys together. But when they were healthy, or even two of them were healthy, they were destroying the world. This Clippers team has never operated on that high a level, but because it's been several years, they've accumulated a squad that is not only awesome on top, but deep with excellent players and coached up and have played together for a while. Now, and, but still, here we are, right? What's been the bigger failure, Jay? The Kawhi, Paul George Clippers or the Brooklyn Nets with KD and, and, and Kyrie and Harden? I would say the Clippers because they've been together longer. Been together yeah, longer. Would, yeah. yeah, I would say the Clippers. And too, like, yeah. they've had more shots at it. Uh, like, the, you know, Brooklyn, even though it, it was louder because of voices like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and James Harden deciding to leave the team, essentially, after forcing his way out of Houston to get to Philadelphia, it feels like that was a shorter stint that they were together, as opposed to these three, four years that Kawhi yeah. and Paul George have been together, and it hasn't panned out. And this goes all the way back to the bubble, man. Them being up 3-1 against Denver. If yeah, you- and, and on top of that, you didn't even factor in that the Clippers came with a superstar NBA winning head coach, mm-hmm. where Brooklyn was trying something mm-hmm. with Steve Nash. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and now... All They're the sudden, opposite. Vaughn Steve Nash totally, has zero experience. Uh, yeah, Ty Lue had a lot of experience. All the experience yeah. in the world. You you look at it. It's just a different. It's a complete. It's a complete failure if the Clippers can't do anything. But I got to tell you guys, I hear what you're saying, and I know what you mean. Like they're more of a team in all this. There was something extra sexy about the big three in Brooklyn. 
You know, Clippers always be little brother in LA. It doesn't matter what happens. Lakers got too many chips. They're the number one brand. New York is a little bit ripe for the upstart because the Knicks have been dry with championships 50 years. The Clippers in Brooklyn, that's a borough hasn't had a major league franchise in any sport since the Dodgers left the in the late in 50s. Then the, the fact that all three of those dudes were together, the scoring, right? Like the three probably most incredible scorers or from all levels, all three levels ever at their size, right? All together, basically in their primes, more or less on the same team. What they were doing to teams when they were kind of healthy, like the Bucks who won the chip, to me, that's the bigger, I don't, it's the bigger flame out. It's the more spectacular, oh my God, what could have been to me, the Nets. But how many, how many bites at the apple did they have? Not a lot. That's, one, maybe. The no, one, right? That, you go back to the Clippers. That one was up. the one against the Bucks. That was really the only real opportunity, right? That year. Because yeah. the last year, they that got swept by Boston, but it yeah, wasn't was same because no James Harden. Yeah. And then the year before, the year before the foot was what the pandemic. Yeah. 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 So there you go. Yeah, it's true. I just uh, this one's a killer too. I just want to see this yeah, team. Yeah, I feel bad. I feel bad like. for people like Clipper Daryl though. He just. <laughs> but, like, I'm sure you do. I, I'm gonna tell y'all something. I mean, depending <laughs> upon Kawhi, that was a game last night. It was without Kawhi Leonard. So, like, it, it, the bigger thing for me, as much as we're going to talk about the Clippers, it makes me look at the Suns differently. Like, everybody's like, oh, the Suns are live. I'm like, yes, they have a chance to be live, but they're barely getting by a Clipper team without Kawhi and Paul George. Or maybe it should make us look at Russell Westbrook differently because Westbrook in the right situation, you put some shooters around him and all that, and he has the ball. It's basically the same guy he's always been. He's more or less the same guy who was a superstar. But we don't think – we think when Paul George and Kawhi are out, okay, the, the, you know, they don't have any superstars. Yeah. Russ it's had 30, got, 12, and 8. 30, 12 – see what I mean? It's 30, 12, and 8. Key, as you would say, same thing. Same thing. 30, 12, and 8. No, he, he's uh, Westbrook from OKC is what that yeah. was last night. I mean, he, it was his team essentially last night. And I think he knew that without – Kawhi on the floor, he had to do more, had to do extra. And I don't know where that – where did that come from, Norman Powell, Jay? Where did that come from? He can play. Well, he, I know, Powell but where did too. that come from well, last for, night? I mean, yo, he, that's what he – Norman Powell can put up. He's putting up buckets in Toronto, man. Terrence Mann can do that? Terrence Mann, could, you could be, oh, really? He dropped 30? Yeah, he could do that, yeah. They got a lot of guys on that team. I got a notification from my, my buddy Om Young-Masuk saying that the Kawhi wasn't going to play, and I was floored. I was eating dinner before I went over to the Sixers-Nets game. And, I I mean, Kawhi had been unbelievable the first two games in the series. He looked every bit like the prime Kawhi that has a chance to, you know, is arguably the best player on the planet. was going toe-to-toe with KD, and it was a huge bummer. Like, you look at this series, no Paul George probably throughout the series, as Woj has reported, and now, you know, who knows if Kawhi's going to be able to play in one of these games. You know, the Clippers are going to potentially go down as – as much of a what-if team as, you know, the the KD Kyrie Nets when you look back on it potentially, right? Like, we're four years in. These guys haven't had one full healthy playoff run together. We, like, we had a whole segment on which was the bigger disappointment between those two teams. I mean, Tim, is there any word on if Kawhi's going to come back and play in game four? Like that, I don't if, know. I, I, so I, I have to ask you about this before we get out of here. There's just so much history with how Kawhi communicates – 
injuries to organizations right that going all the way back to the Spurs like mm-hmm. do you think there there's some buyer's remorse from the Clippers and Ty Lue about the lack of communication about whether their best player is going to be available throughout the course of the year because this is an ongoing thing man I mean look I think I think when the Clippers acquired Kawhi in the first place like it's not like this wasn't the way things were before right like you know there was the whole thing that happened with the Spurs and then he you know, certainly managed himself during that season with the Raptors. Just, I mean, obviously the torn ACL is just bad luck, right? Like, I mean, a lot of it's just luck, I think. Kawhi, or Paul George bangs knees in a game, hurts his knee, yeah. right? Like, luck they've and just, timing. Yeah, they've just had bad luck. Well, based on what you've seen, now without Kawhi or Paul George, oh, Kawhi might be the best player in this series. Oh, my God, bad matchup for KD, everything. Now, no Kawhi, and it's still a tight game, right? Based on what you've seen, if the Clippers were at full strength, would you say they are the favorites to go all the way, or you still like Denver more than this Clippers I mean, team? Given, I mean, they've gotten choice. throttled by Denver time and time again over the past few years, so I would probably Bad say Denver. Bad matchup for them. They yep. just, they've never been able, like going back to the bubble, they've just never, they've never handled Denver They well. were up 3-1, and then Jamal Murray started hitting right. threes, and that was that. They just, and they, they blew every one of those games. They're up, I think, 20 in each of That was one of the stranger things I've ever seen, that series. But... Even since then, they've never played them well. I don't know if they'd have beat them, but you certainly would have thought, you look how the series has played out, Clippers look like a deeper version of what the Suns are, if healthy. Obviously, they're not. And to me, now, for Phoenix going forward, they got to win these next two games, whether Kawhi comes back or not, because they're playing their guys so many minutes. Last night, Chris Paul plays 41. KD plays 42. Devin Booker plays 45. Those guys are having to play 40, 42, 45 minutes every guys. single night. Yeah. They cannot afford to have this go extra games because Denver looks like they're going to cruise over Minnesota, and they're going to be waiting next weekend for that series to start at altitude. Yep. And if Denver, you know, Phoenix goes in, they're having to play six games, maybe seven games against against this Clipper team. It's going to be very hard for them to win that series. So I think they got to get this thing done as soon as possible and get their guys a break. Thanks for watching ESPN on YouTube. For live streaming sports and premium content, subscribe to ESPN Plus right now. Wow. That's that's not a lot of games for your two best players on your team that they didn't really play a lot together. I mean, I mean, you gotta think about it. Like, right now, Paul George is out. He has an injury. He's out. He hasn't even played so far the first first round in fact he hasn't even played uh one he been he's been out since march i could be wrong but i know he's been out for a while and i know that he said that if the team continues to play advances to the next round that he'll be available if not then hey they're done which i think they're gonna be done anyway tonight if you are the los angeles clipper you gotta start question yourself. You got to start asking those questions. Did we make a mistake of signing Kawhi Leonard and trading for Paul George? Because we talking about two guys, your best players, where they on the court. They are one of the best diameter duos in basketball. But off the court, where they're not playing, we see them in street clothes all the time. The Clippers are not a very good team. Even though this team is constructed around them, and even though this team had a lot of veteran players, Norman Powell, uh, Mark, uh, what's his name? I want to say Marcus Morris Sr. Um, Zubat. 
Zubac, uh, Eric Gordon, Bones Highland, Terrence Mann. This is a very good team. This is a team that's playing some really good basketball when this team is really full. When this team is fully together, when the team is fully healthy, that's what I mean together. They are one of the best teams in the NBA, not just one of the best teams in the Western, kind of one of the best teams in the NBA. But what we are seeing now is that this team, without their two best players, who, by the way, won game three, almost won game four, they're balling. They're, they're playing hard, but without their two best players, they don't stand a chance of meeting their goals and getting to that next level. When I be the next level, is getting to the second round or getting to the Western Conference Finals. They're just not good enough to do it. And if you're the, like I said, if you're the Clippers, if you're Steve Ballmer, if you you spend a lot of money on Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, you're getting a billion dollar arena being built in Inglewood. You potentially gonna want a championship. Are these the two guys that's gonna lead you to a championship? Because right now they can't stay healthy. Right now they're not even playing half their games. Especially Kawhi, who's being low management. Especially a guy who you resigned to a bigger max deal. And I'm all for everyone, everybody getting their money. I'm all for everybody getting paid. But even I had the question that when they re-signed Kawhi Leonard, because now you you are really stuck with a guy that who's not going to play no more than 60 games, who potentially will miss some playoff games now. And we talking about we ain't talking about Kawhi Leonard who's three, four, five years in or eight years in. We talking about Kawhi Leonard right now who is in season 12. He's getting older. And as we see now that his body doesn't heal right. His in, he can't recover from his injury, especially to his knee. His a, well, ACL because he torn that um, almost a year and a half ago. But he's not going to heal right. He's not going to be right. And you committed all this money to him. Hindsight 2020. Do you think that was a smart deal by the Clippers? At that time, yes. But now you look at it, you think about it. I don't know. And with Paul George, you know, Paul George, uh, he came out and defended his, his brother, his teammate. And, you know, he felt that, you know, in Paul George's word, says skeptical Kawhi Leonard knee injuries are attacking his character. Now, Kawhi Leonard is legit hurt with that knee strain. Legit hurt. That coming from Ty Lue. That's coming from the Clippers organization. Now, you can take it at, you can take it with a grain of salt. Me, I, I'm just going to take it as due to his injury history that I'm going to say that I believe him that this is legit injury. Well, I ain't going to say legit that he's really hurt and he's really banged up. And I'm going to read everybody what Paul George said uh, prior to speaking to the media before today's game. 
and he said people think that he's out because he doesn't want to play i think it's just a texas character where people don't understand he'll play through an injury it got to be a reason why he's out george told reporters Leonard has been ripped by NBA fans for sitting out potential season in the game five against the Suns. However, it should be noted that Leonard and the Clippers have been cautious with any knee elements after he missed the entire 21-22 season with the torn ACL. The, thir- the 31-year-old player only appeared in 52 regular season games this year and often sat out the second half with back-to-back as part of a load management. Additionally, with the Clippers down three games to one in the series, it's hard to imagine the team, even with Leonard and George in the lineup, will be able to win four straight games against the Suns team. That includes Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, firing all cylinders. With that said, it's no surprise that there's no surprise Clipper fans are disappointed with the star duo. LA went all in for Leonard and George ahead of two last 1920 season cam- campaign, and the franchise has yet to fulfill expectations. During the duo's first season, the Clippers were eliminated from the playoffs in the Western Conference Finals, the semifinals, excuse me. They fell to the Suns in the Western Conference Finals in 21, missed the postseason entirely in 22, and are now on the verge of a first-round exit in 23. Leonard, 31, and George, who turns 33 on May 2nd, are under contract the Clippers next season on deals worth $45.6 million each. They each hold a player option for the 24-25 season worth $48.8 million. If both fail to stay healthy over the next two seasons, it's very possible Clippers will move on and enter some sort of rebuild in the hopes of building a true title contender. There you have it. Kawhi is not going to play because he's seriously injured. But yet, the Clippers are not going to put him out there because he is seriously injured. So for a lot of the fans who are attacking uh, Kawhi Leonard (laughs) on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, social media platform, you got your reason why. So not only Kawhi probably won't go and play, the Clippers won't go let him play, period. In the discussion. They were not going to put him out there. Now, what I do disagree with is that if both guys were playing, uh, I do believe that they can take this to a game seven. The will to win is strong. And we, we know about Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, they got a lot of heart and they're leaders. One lead vocally, one lead by example on the court. They know how to put their their team on the back and go win two, three straight games. And it ain't like the Phoenix Suns out here balling, be blowing these boys out because if you've been, if you've been watching, the Phoenix Suns don't play a lick of defense. So regardless of if Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker, and DeAndre Aiden find all cylinders, they can't stop nobody. They can't get a stop when it matters. They will legitimately have to outscore their opponent, which they've been doing. And the simple fact that the, uh, the excuse me, uh, the LA Clippers, even without their two best players, have been playing some defense and slowing these this four-headed monster down, as we have been seeing with Chris uh, Paul has been wide open, has not has not hit a open lick of a jump shot. I think that was like game three. If Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, or he just one of them, would have played in game four. We could be sitting here and saying this series 2-2 playing tonight.
I think I'm gonna go back. I don't think I'm gonna say it once. I'm gonna say it again. Kawhi Leonard is the most unluckiest superstar in the NBA. The Los Angeles Clippers are the most unluckiest franchise in the NBA because their two best players can't stay healthy. And when you read that article, do we believe the Clippers will move on after the 24-25 season? Maybe if they're not playing, if they're still hurt. That's the only way I see it. But do we actually think or do we have confidence in the Clipper front office or the front office that they can rebuild and put a team together, a title contender, and they're moving into that billion-dollar stadium? It was uh, into it, though. Do you really want to put a rebuilding team in that place, in that brand-new arena, in the first year or the second year or actually at all? No. You want a team that's going to compete for a championship. So to me, I don't think a rebuild would be the answer. They, I do believe they might have to retool on the fly. And I do 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 believe that they're going to have to, right after this season, they're going to have to upgrade their talent around Kyler and Paul George just so that they could offset the missed games that they're going to have because they're not going to play back-to-back games, then they're going to be low-managed. So if you're a Clippers fan, what do you think? This has been the Dub Drill Podcast. I'm D.S. Walk, and I'm out.